0: Welcome to Radio Gallery, a show about ideas, people, and artists in Minnesota, with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the family-owned Duluth Grill, offering organic, homemade, and fair trade menu items. I'm your host, Maya Johnson. This Friday, a new exhibit opens at the Twin Cities campus, the University of Minnesota Elmer L. Anderson Library. It's called Calling to Question: 150 Years of Liberal Arts Education at the University of Minnesota. Well, looking back, there's some really incredible stories about the struggles, the moving and removing of barriers, and so much history, all brought together by one graduate student in the Heritage Studies and Public History program, Noah Barth. He joins us here on Radio Gallery.
1: My name is Noah Barth. I am a master's student in the Heritage Studies and Public History program. I specifically look at um, public history and how to represent the stories of LGBTQ plus people. Um, as well as activist and other social movements in the work that I do. Um, before that, I was uh, an undergrad at, at American in American Studies at, uh, with, a pop, with a focus in popular culture and media studies. So I sort of come from a, an interdisciplinary background, and I try to use that interdisciplinary background in, in my history work as well.
0: And there is a really neat exhibit has come together now um, called Calling to Question. It's 150 years of liberal arts education at the University of Minnesota. That's a mouthful. Um, tell us uh, your role in, in lifting this off the ground.
1: The College of Liberal Arts was having their 150th anniversary planning. Um, before I could start curating an exhibit for the celebration, Um, I had to process the archives for the College of Liberal Arts because these donations came at different times and from different people. So part of my job was to process all of these archives and to make one singular um, large collection that was comprehensive. Um, That allowed me to be familiar with the materials and what existed and the history of the college itself. So um, when the time came in uh, the late summer of 2018, I began curating this exhibit um, that will uh, have its opening reception this Friday.
0: So tell us what's in it. Is it uh, visual photographs? Is there documents?
1: Well, there are so many things that I I could put in, right? And at the same time, I felt that there weren't enough things. Um, So there is a mix of photographs. A lot of the photographs you'll find are more representative than telling a story. Um, there are also posters from some protests, a lot of newsprint, some collages that were uh, created by an exhibit designer. Um, and then there are some letters and documents, some correspondence.
0: How did you organize so many different areas and departments and <laughs> units?
1: Yeah, I, at the very beginning, I knew two things. Um One was that I was not going to be able to represent all the departments in this exhibit um, as much as I would have loved to have done that. The other thing was I did not want to do a a chronological timeline of events. Um, I wanted instead to allow the materials to speak for themselves so that I could find the themes and the stories um, that highlighted really untold stories within the College of Liberal Arts or unheard voices. Perhaps their personal stories um, may seem insignificant in the larger scheme of things, but part of my goal was to show how really their contribution to the College of Liberal Arts really represented what it means to have a liberal education and how their voices really did matter to this history one of the stories that really stuck out to me and I talk about the most is probably the story of the Ojibwe and Dakota language teachers um, in the American Indian Studies program here at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. And the reason that this, uh, this story caught my eye was because um, I was really trying to find stories of women in the archives. And the language teachers that um, started teaching these languages when the American Indian Studies Department was formed in 1969 were mostly women. And they were mostly women from the American Indian community within um, Minneapolis and St. Paul. And the reason that they were community members instead of professors is because at the time, throughout the country, There were no real programs um, to uh, educate people uh, in American Indian studies. These programs didn't exist. And I found that uh, really interesting because I think these women um, really exemplify what it means to have a liberal education.
0: The public is invited Friday, March 29th at 6 p.m. to the West Bank U of M campus at the Elmer L. Anderson Library to the opening reception and gallery curator talk. For the exhibit, Calling to Question 150 Years of Liberal Arts Education at the University of Minnesota. Information at KUMD.org. Radio Gallery is produced at KUMD by Maya Jensen with assistance from Andrew Ressler. Music by Willie Murphy. Funding provided by the family-owned Duluth Grill and the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Find Radio Gallery at KUMD.org on the homepage and under Programs. You can listen to this episode again and find links to the artist's work at KUMD.org. Thanks for listening.